Hey, everybody. Welcome to BSing with Scooter McBee, the Bronco Select podcast. That's for Bronco Select by Bronco Select. A couple guys get together to talk Bronco Select baseball, softball, all things Union Grove, sports, life, whatever we can, can drum up in hopefully less than an hour today. I'm Brian McBee, McBride, and joining me now is my co-host, Scott Scooter Ketterhagen. How you doing, buddy? Wonderful. Glad to be here and uh, back in the saddle in the studio and ready to perform for these awesome fans that we have. This is weird. This is our, our first non-event show where we're just uh, sitting here at a couple of desks, you and I, and in the, the BS and studio, which we have really haven't named yet. doesn't have an official tagline that goes with it. So uh, I'll our, come up with a good one. Well, we could throw that out to our audience, too. There you maybe, go. Maybe that'd be a fun thing for them. But, uh, yeah, it's cool to finally be in the studio and kind of be able to start doing the shows that we talked about early on when we would just get together and you and I would talk about baseball stuff. Last show was uh, a month ago, which is another good thing. We finally didn't wait uh, three, four months to do a show here. We're kind of getting in somewhat of a routine here, which is good. Yeah, it's going to be fun talking uh, about all these topics, and I hope they're informative to all our listeners. That was one thing that was kind of cool. You and I sat down for lunch after Super Saturday and started kind of mapping out, okay, show topics that we wanted to to look at and do now versus, you know, these these event shows are super fun, but they're kind of driven by what's going on in the day. And now we get to really start to uh, sit down and talking uh, some baseball and softball. So, uh, so what? anything else? What's going on? New, anything new with you? Heading to the great southeast to go to Disney World tomorrow. I so. see that. Yeah. Get, get the kids down there. Are they excited? Yeah. The girls are really excited, and uh, Brady's just excited to get out of school. Yeah. Well, that's that's how it's supposed to be when you're in high school. That's how it's that age kind of brings that stuff along. You, uh, we'll talk about this a little bit later along the lines with something that the kids can be doing in the off season. That's what's coming up on today's show. Uh, do you catch any uh, uh, last night's uh, uh, playoff games for baseball? I did not. I'm uh, catching up on my Netflix that I uh, deserted all summer. Right so, now? Yeah. As as we're doing the show? Goliath. You're it's, multi-talented. It's a great series. Great series. You know, it's one thing. Back at the pig roast, you had made a comment that one thing these kids can be doing off season or during the season, I guess more in the summer, is watching games and learning from watching games. But I tell you what, I watched game game five of the NLDS uh, Washington and and the Dodgers last night. That the game ended, and granted, it went it went ten innings. It ended at eleven thirty five. Right. So it's just getting tough these days for for young kids to be but able to I'll, watch games. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, they have the early game that starts at 3, 4 o'clock, and they can catch that. But if you want to learn the game of baseball, watch playoff baseball because every single pitch, every play that the players make has consequences, and winning or losing the game is just so much more magnified in October. It seems like the analysis is a lot better, too. Like, the guys that they – and great, our, our local guys for the Brewers are awesome. Love – I mean, first on the radio, you know one better than that. But uh, Bill Schroeder and – Brian Anderson. Brian Anderson, they're really good. But there's something about watching the playoffs on national TV where they're analyzing where to throw every pitch and is the runner going and, and all that kind of stuff. And Well, Brian Anderson actually does the TBS. That's true, yeah. Pod, or broadcast, so – 
you know, the, he's a well-known national broadcaster, and he does a great job. Yeah, yeah, those guys are all awesome. I do. I love I love watching playoff baseball, and like you said early on, the, the kids can really pick up a lot from watching that on TV. That game was interesting last night. You got Clayton Kershaw, one of the best pitchers in history, in my opinion, but not a great playoff run. They brought him in eighth inning with a three-run lead, and he gives up two with back-to-back pitches. I thought that was pretty interesting that uh, they made that call. I think anybody would do it, but sometimes that's the way the game goes. Right. You put your best up and hope for the best, and year after year, Kershaw's been that guy, but I think his run's coming to a close here as a dominating pitcher. Yeah, and he's he's never been off the charts as, uh, as a playoff guy, but uh, a great one nonetheless. Well, Coming up on uh, today's show, we do want to get to some some Bronco Select stuff. What this time of the year brings is is decisions for coaches and parents on how they should be managing their teams and their kids, uh, whether you're a coach or a parent. And we just kind of want to talk about that stuff. First, a few things. Just the show is is set up to bring you information about Bronco Select, and uh, we want to bring you um, a few updates uh, about the organization since the last show. Uh, this weekend coming up. It's uh, October 12th at 11.30. We've got the uh, Pete Morris cleanup day for Pete Morris Field to kind of shut down the field for the year. And, Scott, can you tell us a little bit about what goes on on that day? Basically, we're cleaning all the dugouts out and getting them ready for the winter, taking all the fencing, the padding down, and the windscreens down, and uh, just getting it ready for the winter so when we open up in April, it's not a lot of work. To tell you the truth, this is the only field pretty much other than the high school field that gets work done like this. So we got to keep putting the work in to keep it nice. Yeah, you know, we've been saying that all along, what an amazing field it is. So it's important that everybody gets out there and kind of contribute. And that's a nice thing about it, too, is it gives you an opportunity to get your uh, volunteer hours in uh, for the organization as a parent. Another opportunity is the following Saturday, and hopefully the podcast is, is out in time to help with this information, but the following Saturday, October 19th at 11 a.m., as we roll out of summer on the diamond, we roll into winter in the dugout, and we kind of got a dugout uh, preparation day set up for that. What do we got going on with that day, Scott? Uh, we're going to patch holes and nets and clean the dugout, get it ready for the winter. We also are working on a workout room and a video room to add to the coach's arsenal to get these guys and girls playing better baseball and softball. Yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit, some of the off-season things that you, you can do that are not directly related to baseball or softball, but that will help you play better in the winter. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, one other date that we want to throw out there coming up, October 27th, that's the uh, Bronco Select Parent kickoff meeting for the season. Uh, that's when President Lafrenia kind of introduces the new board to the organization, introduces the new coaches for 2020, and kind of kicks off and uh, just outlines uh, all the initiatives that we have going for the year. That's a big one to put on your calendar. Those next uh, the next two Saturdays and then uh, Sunday the 27th is the, the parent meetings. And then uh, one other weekend is the second weekend in Ju- uh, January, I believe, is the bowling fundraiser. And that's for our U14 girls team and our U12 boys team so that they can take their uh, travel years. But- Which is a big thing for those. It's, it's a great fundraiser, good time, and an easy way to raise money for a good cause to send these kids to a place they might not ever be able to go 
and play some high quality baseball and softball yeah that travel year is huge and that bowling fundraiser it's really important for the kids and it's it's a, like like you said it's a great time um and then obviously we have our uh, pig roast in may and i did just want to bring up one note uh like the on behalf of the organization thank jess myers since we spoke last at the super saturday uh, jess myers has stepped up to take charge of the pig roast for 2020 and i know she's going to be working directly with Corey ashburn and the committee that's kind of built that thing out, Bobby and Kari Ketterhagen, Dave Ramon, uh, Brooke Wolf, uh, Don Van Swall, they were a great team for a number of years and did a good job putting that thing together. And the team's kind of rolling into a new group this year. So Yeah, those everyone that's done the pig roast the past few years has done a heck of a job. And, you know, it's time for a new regime. The young teams need to start taking this program as their own and taking some ownership of it. Yeah, and that pig roast is a chance for that, and we certainly appreciate Jess Meyer stepping up uh, to be the pig roast chairman, and she'll get introduced at the parent meeting on the 27th. So, well, coming up in a minute, we're going to get into our first, seems like we've been waiting from the, to do this from the start. We're going to get into our first baseball, softball topic, and it's uh, really what to do with the offseason, what you should be doing as a parent and a coach, and we'll be back in a minute. Scooter McBee. Hey everybody, McBee here with a couple of date reminders for you. First coming up this Saturday, October 19th, is our dugout preparation day. Get the dugout ready for those kids to hit and get some of those volunteer hours in. And then coming up the following Sunday, October 27th, is our 2020 kickoff meeting. That's at 5 p.m. at Unigrove Elementary School in the large gym. Hope to see you there. All right, back with you on BSN with Scooter McBee. I think it's uh, being in the studio here. It's getting to me. I like being outside at those live events. But uh, anyway, we're going to get into our first uh, baseball segment. We're going to call this BS and segment because we don't have a name for it. That's another thing we're looking for from our fans. We want to come up with a name for this segment where Scott and I talk about, uh, you know, just coaching things, baseball, softball, uh, parenting, anything that goes along with being uh, on the adult side in this organization. And our, our first topic uh, for episode three here is just kind of, goes along with the time of year. We're into fall. Tryouts are done. Uh, teams are picked for the most part. I think over the years, I think some teams, there's some additions here and there. And um, sometimes you pick up a kid or two. Sometimes you lose a kid or two. But uh, Which is a topic for another discussion down the road. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the, the Bronco... The Broncos Select Board is addressing that, how to how to solidify its stronghold a little bit once we have kids uh, committing to the organization, and we'll we'll talk about that down the road. But uh, so Scott, just let me start out by asking you, like over the years, once you got your team picked and once you got into the fall, what was your sort of immediate focus for those first couple months in the fall? Well, the first three or four years, I had pretty much the same kids, so we could just roll over. But I would say my first objective as a coach when I got the new team, a few new guys, was to make them a team. It had nothing to do with baseball. Get them together. We did a lot of activities, giving back to the community at the VFW Hall, at shepherds anything where we could give back to the community and the boys could get together and become a team off the field first before you even step foot on the field yeah it's not just the community stuff they're growing when they do that they're bonding with each other getting to know each other so that the 
a baseball park can be effective. And it really sort of solidifies what we're doing in the community at that point. It's a good time to do that. What's your philosophy on fall ball? Were you a fall ball guy? Did you play tournaments? Did you play much league? We, we used to uh, play fall ball. I did not coach it. I had one, a couple of my dads took it over year after year. I was not a fan of it just because the Packers played during fall ball. And I give up, you know, six, eight months of my time, you know, so the fall was for me and I'm a big hunter. And so, you know, we really didn't do a lot of fall ball. And I, you know, this goes right into the burnout question. Give these kids a break. We had a lot of guys playing football and some other sports. So put the glove away. Don't even look at it. Don't throw a ball. We didn't do it from August to January. January 1st is usually when you guys started. started. So Now, that being said, once January started, it was all hands on deck. We did not go one or two practices a week. We hit two, three times a week and fielded at least once, maybe twice. So did, so did you find, because you coached a lot of years, did you find that that theory was consistent based on age as as the kids got older did you find more challenges with not doing that especially another show topic we should we should really be keeping a pad here to write these down is the whole one sport two sport three sport discussion um and it's and it's i think we'll touch on that later exactly i think it'll come in today but you know if you are not doing more than one or two sports do you need to fill that time um how yeah Yeah, i think you need to so every sport works a different muscle group if you're running track if you're playing volleyball if you're you know football yes a lot of them use the core muscles but a lot of them use quick twitch muscles you know other muscles and you need to Fill your time. If you want to be a good athlete, you can't sit home and do nothing. You have to fill your time, do something year-round. My son, for one, is finding out the hard way that you can't get by with talent alone. you got to start, I'd say 12, 13 years old, you have to start working out. Uh, your talent alone isn't going to get you through anymore. you, you got to hit the ball further, run faster, uh, throw harder. So that... You know, the off-season workouts are very important. Well, and there's something to be said, and I'm actually going to contradict something that we had said on an earlier show. I think there's something to be said for other sports helping you with the sport that you want to focus on. That, you know, that, for instance, uh, my daughter Allie plays golf. We have another girl on our U16 team that is a golfer. And in both cases those girls got better softball swings after a season of golf. It really helped them. Now, talk to the golf coach, vice versa. I don't think it works the other way, unfortunately. But, uh, you know, I think that there's something to be said. I think you and I had a discussion the other day about being on the basketball court. If you're a basketball player, you're getting your body in shape. You're, you know, doing all the things that develop your develop your body in a way that helps you with what you're going to do. Now, it is getting to the point where if you don't start to specialize, if you have higher aspirations, 
I think I'll, I'll quote you, and it's quote-unquote, there's somebody else doing it 365. So it's, it's about finding that balance. It's about, you know, getting to the point where are those other sports going to help you, not just physically, but in your commitment of time to what you're doing. Well, we're talking baseball and softball here. If you want to be good at baseball and softball, it is a 365 deal but like you said it's time management you know we're not gonna play softball and baseball four days a week because we're playing other sports we're gonna go hit maybe twice for a half hour during the week you know so it's just keeping the rust off and uh you know doing your other sport but you don't forget about the sports you want to be good at and you know when we're on the topic you can't. You gotta let kids be kids. If kids want to play three sports, five sports, as long as the time allows it, let them play it. Um, as long as it's a ball sport, your hand, you're always bettering your hand-eye coordination. If I'm in basketball, I'm always catching and throwing balls, and you know the hand-eye coordination just gets better and better, which helps you in baseball. You know, it's you can sit on the floor you know, and toss a ball up in the air to yourself in the living room and get better at baseball and softball. Hand-eye is hand-eye. Yeah, I mean, it's, and it's key. Well, I mean, look at the machine that, that you had for hitting last year. It was firing ping-pong balls at the kids, but it, it definitely helped them get better. It definitely helped their hand-eye coordination, whether it was glove work, hitting, um, just all around. So and that's, I have all three of my kids doing that at least three days a week. They catch 200 ping-pong balls. Right. You know, that's 10 minutes, 200 balls, in and out. You know, so it's, you know, if you want to be an athlete, I think the biggest thing as a parent to train these kids to be an athlete is time management. Yeah. And, you know, you got to make time for homework, church, you know, sports, all this stuff. You know, you can't just uh, take two hours off and play video games and expect, you know, to be able to play three sports and get straight A's. Yep. There is a time and place for downtime, but um, that's the first thing colleges will ask you. What kind of grades do you get? How many sports did you play? If you play one sport, it's usually a negative unless you're recruited for that sport. So it's... It's a big thing to be diverse. Um, I always encourage kids to play multiple sports. You know, I wrote down on my notes that these coaches will say, yeah, go ahead and play other sports. But in the back of their mind, they're saying, you better be at all the open gyms, though, right. you know, during the other sports. Well, that's not possible sometimes. Right. I think it's as a, as a group of coaches, and I don't mean a group of softball or or baseball or Bronco select coaches as athletic coaches, we have to recognize that that kids do have to, to delegate their time in other ways. And we have to be cognizant. I, we always try to be real cognizant of if our sport is out of season and a kid comes to us and says, Hey, I have basketball tonight, or I have church tonight, or I have a test tomorrow that I have to study for. Uh, we try to be cognizant of that. And as bad as we want them there for, to get all the reps in, uh, we try to do that. Well, well, join us right now. Uh, we, we've got him coming in a little bit later here to talk on the Bob's Mobile Coach Corner. Is Pete Kozacharek, 
Welcome in, Pete. Uh, I think you kind of caught the, the back of the conversation, and uh, we're going to talk to you a little bit about being a new coach, but just wondering if you have anything to, to throw in there about uh, how, how you view the offseason for, you know, even your kids in the past, whether it's as a coach or as a dad. Oh, yeah, yeah, just to kind of add on that, definitely. I, I totally believe that there should be, you know, kids should be playing more than one sport for sure. So that's big and big in my eyes. I just want my kid doing something other than just sitting around for sure, just being a parent. I just want him just trying to be better athletic, trying to just do something else other than baseball, other than throwing, other than, you know, just trying to work those other muscles that, that make you more a better athlete. So, yeah, in the off season, I, I really don't, don't drill my kids too much, my personal kids. <laughs> Right, right. Too much with baseball and stuff and, and softball. I try to give them a little bit of, bit of a break. But uh, towards the end of the year, we'll just start ramping up a little bit more here and there. But like you were saying, the hand-eye coordination, all the sports have have uh, all those different things help with baseball. So it doesn't really – you don't really realize it, but you're, you're, you're helping your, your uh, athleticism in baseball by just playing basketball, football, and all that kind of stuff. So Well, and you talk about that kind of leads into one sport – specialization you know if you're doing the same thing with the same muscles year-round that's what's going to wear these tendons and muscles down and that's where you get your injuries now this conversation always leads to arm care are you know the overhand throw the underhand throw how do we keep these kids arms okay but it kind of dawned on me this week that it's not just arms you know if you got your catcher in a squat 10 months a year their knees are going to be shot by 15. Yeah, and that's something my buddy Andy Nineman, he could probably attest to that. He was a catcher, and he would totally say the same thing. Like, yeah, my, brother's, catching all my brother can hardly walk anymore because he caught, you know, he'd start in March, you know, and go through November playing baseball. He can hardly walk. He's had umpteen knee surgeries. So when you talk – you know, these muscles and tendons, you, it's your legs. If a track runner is running sprints on a track year-round, they're going to get bad knees, shin splints, you know, ankle injuries and stuff. So um, I just think it's really important to attack the muscles from totally different ways. I look at some of these kids blowing ACLs out, you know, or having Tommy John. And there's research on it that says if, you know, you're throwing 2,000 pitches when you're 13 years old, you're stressing those tendons that are trying to grow. So you're flexing them and pulling them tight thousands of times while the, your bones are growing and your tendons aren't. That's where the injuries occur. You know, when you're running all the time or you're squatting all the time, your bones are growing and you're defeating the purpose of that. So, and each kid grows at different rates, right? Mm -hmm. You know, especially you're going to find out, you know, 10, 11, 12 years old, you're going to have some monsters at 10 who everyone catches them and passes them by 13. Yeah. But so that kid might be able to do all the things you can, you should be able to do at 10, but by the time he's 13, he can't do some of them things. So that kind of leads into the question, and, and we're going to do future show. We actually looked at doing it this for this show, but it's probably going to push in hopefully the next show on directly talking about arm care. Um, I know that you on the baseball side have sat down with some professionals to say, hey, as an organization, 
what can we be, and, and I know the softball side is headed this way too. What can we be doing in the off season and during the season to take care of these kids' arms? Yeah, um, and it's a simple, it really is. I mean, they brought a good program in. We're gonna we're dealing with some uh, ladies down in Kenosha at Aurora. Hopefully, we have something in place for our Broncos select kids in January, and they can take advantage of it. And I think eight, nine, and ten year olds are where they need to start fixing the problems and preventing the problems. Once you get to thirteen, it's almost too late. So, and it's it's really all hands on deck too. We're talking parents. We're talking. I mean, obviously, we're we're trying to put something formal together as an org- organization as a vehicle for parents to kind of be able to do this. But at the end of the day, it's, it's parents have to be on board with this too. Um, that's on the arm care side. Then I know uh, the other thing that we're doing in, as an organization, both as at the organizational level and at the team level in many cases, is looking at off-season strength and conditioning coaches. Um, as part of the same episode, I think what we're doing, I'm, I'm, I'm reaching out to the new strength and conditioning coordinator, uh, Cody Clapper up at the high school. I know he's got a program together um, for some of the girls. And then I know that Justin, as a president, has been animate about putting some equipment in the dugout for kids to work on non-baseball direct strength and conditioning stuff. That's the other thing that leads to what you're talking about as far as avoiding injuries. What else can you do to your body to help protect it against the things that, that we're talking about here. I just want, you know, we talk about strength conditioning and arm care, and I think those are topics we could spend a half hour on. But I think the biggest thing when you talk, you know, we talk about burnout, it's not only physically, it's mentally, right? I mean, I have coaches, to, like this weekend, uh, there's some of our coaches that are getting their kids together, to do a movie night and carve pumpkins. They're thinking they're coming in for practice, and when you're practicing in October, and you guys, I don't know, Pete, you're kind of new to the game, but I'm sure your kids, if you said, hey, we got baseball practice in the middle of October, when it's 40 degrees out, there's not jumping up and down, and, uh, you know, oh, my God, I can't wait to get to the field, you know? So oh, it's yeah. – it's, uh, we you got to give them a mental break too on this stuff. I think I, I agree with that. I think this is this is we're coming to our first spot here where you and I are, are going to butt heads slightly, um, just because I believe in in preparation. Now, I agree with you a hundred percent on burnout. Um, what I think though, the the one area I will differ is I think you need to look at the age of a kid. I think you need to look at what their year looks like. Um, I'm going to talk about the girls' high school softballs because what I know, um, these girls are starting their softball season in March, whereas a lot of the younger baseball boys and girls are starting their their season in maybe maybe your first tournament's mid-May uh, at the earliest. So in terms of their preparation for the season, I, this is just my belief, the, the reps need to start a little bit earlier. Now, October, no, I don't think so. And back to the question that I asked you earlier on fall ball, I'm not a big fan of a regular fall ball schedule. I do like a tournament or two to see where your team is at coming off of tryouts. As a coach, it helps you prepare for your offseason. It helps you sort of define what your team's going to look like. Um, 
Wouldn't you agree, though, that you give a kid that's 10 years old eight or nine months, he's going to be a totally – most of the time, they're a totally different kid. They either grow, you know, mature. They're, during the 10 to 12, 13-year-old, 14-year-old range, it's a, it's a big difference from September to April. Completely agree with that, but they do that as a group. So yeah, I, I think that's it, true. I think assessing your team one or two times in the fall, whether it's a practice or a tournament or two, did you consider playing fall ball? Did you guys play a tournament? Did you? Uh, no, we actually didn't. We actually had a spot for the tens somewhere, but that we reserved for either team because there's two ten teams. Um, but we decided not to because we felt like after the season, our kids needed that mental break. And sure, for sure. Like I, I, I do agree. Like sometimes. With my son, I've seen it where he's gone from loving baseball, and then all of a sudden he's like, he's burnt. He's burnt out. He's totally burnt out. So it's kind of like that fine line with each kid. Because I've had a parent saying, "Man, he's so excited. He's so excited. He's so excited." Well, I know that my son be like, "Exactly. It's forty degrees out. I don't want to go play baseball." Right. Because it's just mentally they're they're developing differently too. So, but then I have my daughter who's worried about like injury and stuff so she had like an ankle issue through her season she grew so much that from you know through throughout the whole year she grew like three inches so she had an ankle issue so she would she didn't want to do anything she didn't even join you know elementary school softball because she didn't want to worry about it so you know it's just different i think it comes kid to kid so kind of you have to like to look at your team i think you as a parent you took into consideration their wants and yeah. desires and i don't think a lot of parents do that yeah as you much know, as you want to think like yeah it's it's you're a kid like you shouldn't have like the total control i guess on the decision but it's still it's their body it's their brain like i, I still take into consideration like what they want because right. i don't want to just force them to do stuff just because i always say until my kids are 10 years old they don't have a choice they you know i make the decisions they're going to play soccer they're going to be active Till they're 10, and then they start to get a say after sure. 10 years old. I agree with that. Yeah, like Pete said, I think I think every kid's different. Uh, every team's different. But uh, I definitely agree with you on the burnout thing. I mean, the other thing you got to consider is if you're starting now, that kid is playing until August yeah, in some that's cases. a long time. So burnout, I love baseball. I don't even know if I love it that much. Yeah, burnout definitely can, can – uh, can take place on the, the backside. Well, one other thing on this topic, Scott, as you said, did you, now did you completely put stuff away? Just as an informative level for parents out there, there are things, uh, our coaches are busy uh, in the months of September, October, November, in terms of starting to look at your tournaments, starting to look at your leagues, uh, your practice planning for the spring. Um, what kind of things were you doing as a coach while – you weren't watching the Packer game or hunting uh, back in your day. I did nothing. We put it all away. You did. Yep. We okay. didn't. Uh, I didn't do anything till you know we took the cobwebs off after Christmas. You know, after they opened their presents, you kind of get through that Christmas break, and you know the height of the basketball seasons January, February. So uh, we, you know, we would break the glove out and throw after school for 10 minutes and kind of ease our way in. And But, yeah, it's it was nothing. And when he did start playing um, 
fall ball through PBA and stuff, his arm got hurt. You know, he hurt his arm. Right. By Christmas, he says, Dad, my arm hurts when I throw. So we had to shut it down January and February. Yeah, yeah. So I truly believe that, you know, when we get these uh, arm care people in here, it's three months no throwing. Let the body heal, let it grow, and then you start your arm care program. Because let's, let's uh, look at it, do, you know, and I, I, anyone that knows me personally will laugh when I say this, but let's look at this. Does a 12-year-old tournament mean the world to, you know, does it really matter in the whole scheme of your life? No, you know, the trophies are awesome and everything, but, you know, we went through it, and it did mean the world to me, the world of my kid at that time, that day. But once you drove home and you went to work the next day, it was business as usual. Yeah. You know, it's just another trophy. Uh, yeah, they were great memories, and that's all they are is memories. So we don't want to ruin these kids' bodies. You know, at the end of the day, 99% of them are still going to have to get up and go to work Monday morning when they're 25 years old. Right. And that's one thing I think we do a good job as organizations. We are trying to make well-rounded kids. I don't know what the stats are on it exactly, but I know a very large portion of our kids are playing at least another, if not two or three other sports. We got kids in plays. We got kids doing a lot of other things. Yeah, we do. I mean, it's high-character organization as a whole. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, uh, this is a, a discussion. It's a great one, and we are going to continue it uh, in one of the next two or three episodes with arm care and with uh, strength and conditioning um, just to help the kids out in general on their body. We, we definitely want to be as informative as we can on that front. I'm sure a couple of doctors and actually trainers are better than the two of us talking on this. Maybe stuff. we can get Dr. Andrews in here and talk arm care. There you go. There you go. So. <laughs> Well, we're going to break that portion off for now, and uh, we're going to be back in a second to talk to Pete a little more in depth about his team on the Bob's Mobile Coaches Corner. Back in a minute on BSN with Scooter McBee. Hey, everybody. McBee here reminding you to check out the Questionable Return podcast with U10 coaches Pete Kozacharek, Andy Nineman, and their buddy Mike. They talk about Wisconsin sports and much, much more. You can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. While you're there, don't forget to download the BSN with Scooter McBee podcast and on the Bronco Select website, broncoselect.com. All right, back with you on BSN with Scooter McBee, entering now into our uh, Bob's Mobile Coach's Corner. And uh, we wanted to get Pete back in here on a couple of fronts. We'll talk to you in a bit about uh, the Bronco Select website. We're going to talk to you about QTR, but uh, we just want to congratulate you on taking over uh, a baseball team this year. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Well, yeah, it's uh, well, I can't. Well, I'm I'm bummed my buddy's not here because he's he's uh my partner in crime, Andy Nineman. He's co-head coaching with me for sure. Because at first I was like, oh yeah, I can handle it, and then it. And I thought about it a lot. I'm like, well, I need him. I need him a lot. So, so it's always better with two. Yeah. So Scott we, was going to try to do this show by himself. He's like, <laughs> no, I need Brian. Yeah, I've tried to do a solo podcast. It's not fun. It's it's, it's lonely. It's One very is lonely. loneliest number. It is. So, yeah, we both have our strengths and, and weaknesses, so we, we complement each other very well. But we're pretty excited after this last season we had with the team. We saw them get a lot better. Um, so 
we were really excited to take take and take this on and and uh, see what we can do this next year. So he's not obviously with us on the show. We want to thank Justin McClellan as he goes out as that coach and uh, you guys come in and uh, certainly Andy was part of it last year. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how that season went, how it how it shaped up as the season went along, and where where you guys feel that you're at going in now. Yeah, so the season was obviously it was a little rough. Uh, we were a little rough around the edges, you know. Um, a lot of kids, they didn't know the select way, how many games you had to play, how many practices. So it was a, a learning curve for sure for coaches and, and the kids. So they kind of had to had to really get used to those kinds of schedules and stuff. So it was a rough rough going for the beginning part. We we took some took some lumps, but again, by the end of the season I, I really saw we really saw a lot of progress with the kids. We saw these kids start to understand the game and start to really learn on how to play good baseball. Uh, granted, we had one bad inning here and there, but you take away that bad inning, and it was a really close game against a really good team. So we were really, uh, really excited to. We we have uh, eleven kids this year. We had twelve last year, but we we're deciding on eleven this year, and we only have two new to the team, based off of last year. So it should be a pretty cohesive unit. And um, once we get these kids in the gym and stuff, get them, get their arms going a little bit, because that's most important. Of course, pitching and and all that we want all of them to pitch we want all of them to play multiple positions learn every position because i think that's really important too that they understand what i need to do if i'm here what i need to do if i'm an outfield second base wherever because you never know kids could get hurt and i i love that kids love certain positions but i was i was a utility guy in uh in my years playing so that's very important to me that kids understand what they're supposed to do at every single position so well i think they know the game better when you're a utility player because you have to oh right and eight years old to 12 years old some of the funnest coaching you'll ever do because you see so much improvement and the fruits of your labor you know and you know once they get older they get sassy and they don't care what you say. Well, and I love about it. You have you have a season like you did last year, where as a coach or as a parent, you're frustrated. You you feel like things are not going well. You're struggling for them. The enthusiasm is as high as it ever was at the beginning of the season when they first came. They just want to play baseball. That's at the end of the day. That's all it's about for the kids that age. And yep. they don't even recognize that their skills are improving. And and so that's uh, I think you're you're picking them up at a good time. The other thing is I think. Uh, you know, two in and two out. That's a, in elevens. That's a really a sweet spot, in my opinion, for a team. And two in, two out's good because you know the two in injects some some fresh ideas, some fresh blood into the team. But you still have that cohesiveness with your other nine. So that's that's a, you know there's some carryover from year to year, and they know you and Andy as a coach too. Yeah, it's definitely. not like you guys are coming in fresh as all right. Yeah, you're a new head coach, but you're with these kids, nine of them at least all year last year. I think that's pretty big. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think it's it's huge for those kids to just get those familiar faces year to year, year in and year out, of course. But I think it's good for the parents, too, that they know that their kids are going to be taken care of and they're going to learn the game the right way and, and learn, you know, sportsmanship and all that kind of stuff, too, because that's so important to me and Andy is that these kids, you know, ultimately, yes, baseball is important, but we want them to grow up and be good citizens in our communities and stuff. So I think kids do maybe don't notice but they learn a lot about teamwork and and everything that comes within being a good citizen in, in anywhere i think they do learn a lot with uh with sports and stuff so 
it's very important to us that they they learn those values and and stuff too. So maybe they don't notice, but we will slowly teach those kinds of little things here and there. Helping with the community, all that kind of stuff is very important to us too. So we want to kind of get out there and get this team get this team really cohesive and and uh, be a U10 kind of family too. So are you gonna do any Christmas caroling? Maybe. I don't know. I have to work on my voice there. I have to stop that's podcasting good, for a while. That's maybe. always a good. Uh, yeah, maybe I'll get my team Sinatra voice out. Huh? How good go. would that be if we were sitting here doing a show and a team came up and did the caroling? That'd or maybe awesome. we should just have a team in and have them have them sing right on the on the show here. That'd be sweet. There you go. I don't know that you want boys in though. They don't sound so well. Well, well depends what year you get them. You yeah, never know. Some of them can hit those high notes pretty good. <laughs> Well, Pete, uh, we want to talk to you a little bit about the other hat that you wear, other multiple hats that you wear. Uh, kind of put we're putting Pete on the spot a little bit here because we didn't get him a lot, a lot of time to prep. But Pete is administering the website for the organization. Anything, any updates on where that's headed, or um, kind of ideas that that Justin, as the president, had for it, or or what's going to be new with that? So I'm kind of, of course, I have the BS and. Uh, podcast right on the website. Well, where else would it be? Of course, yeah. So, yeah, I'm kind of looking, I'm going to start looking at it in the next couple of weeks. I've kind of put it away for the last month because I just needed a break, but um, I'll be looking at it again. I kind of want to redesign the whole site as a, as a whole, and um, we're kind of going to take away kind of the team pages and make it just more of a cohesive, just Bronco Select, uh, promoting Bronco Select in a, in a good light. Um, so it was a lot of work for other teams to kind of administer and their own separate page. So we're just kind of going to keep it light, keep it just to me and, and, um, kind of redesign the whole site too. I kind of want to make it just look really nice. Cause that's my job as, as a graphics designer. I, I try to make things look as, as nice as possible. So you do a great job. And that's why I kind of, every time that we have you on, which we we're glad that you come on and we hope you continue to come on. I do bug you about the about the website because every time I think I go to that thing, I see something new on there, or I see a change, or it's improving or getting better from where we started. Uh, Ricky took it kind of out of the gate and got it started there, but what you did this year uh, was really, really good. So we're excited to see what you have to come with that. And, of course, you can find the BSN with Scooter McBee podcast right on the website along with uh, Podbean. And other platforms to come. We haven't quite set that all up, but now what we're doing more shows, I think uh, we're headed that direction. So, Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's just a matter of uh, kind of getting Bronco Select's name out there because you hope that people from outside of our organization are going there, so you want to kind of put the information for them on there. So you kind of have to look at it in their eyes of what they want to see. They want to see smiling kids, you know, fundraisers, whatnot. So you, wanna, you want people to come to Bronco Select? Well, they go to broncoselect.com you have to kind of kind of make sure that you're you're showing that showing yourself off so yeah it's today's social media i know scott you even for the show here you did start a facebook page for us what what is it just bs with scooter mcbee yep i think we got 10 likes or something i'm surprised we have that many <laughs> hey, 10's good i'm surprised we have that many well uh i think we're going to close up shop here uh, boys uh, any, pete you got anything else for us today or 
No, I forgot to say, hey, howdy, hi. I know. I was I'm waiting so for your opening. Your, my mic, your my mic was off. I was so flustered. You Actually, threw me off there. that reminds me. There is something else we want to. As always, we want to talk to you about questionable return. Uh, that's Pete and Andy and Mike. Mike's podcast. It's it's really it's getting better every time. I think you guys. I'm just looking at a Twitter feed that you guys just threw out episode sixty six here. Sixty six. We're almost a year in. A couple weeks, and we've done a done a whole year. Wow, oh, it's kind of crazy. We, we got our work cut out for we're, us. We're on hey, three. We, three. <laughs> we're on three. That's okay. We we actually uh we we took a little bit of a break. We took a I don't know one month once a month we were doing episodes. It was hard hard for us to get together. So, um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's fun to just talk, just talk about anything. I think this last episode we talked about going to the movie Joker. Talked about life in a little for a little bit and how getting older is fun. So, yeah, it's just been a, it's it's sports and and other stuff. So I think we I think we hit all aspects of life. So it's kind yeah, of fun. it's it's really very good. You should check it out. Sixty six is out now. Um, I think you guys are on Podbean along with a bunch of other iTunes, places. Stitcher, yeah, anything. We're on everything. All you have to do is submit it. It's not too hard. We're we're so. You have to talk to Andy. Well, He's, well, he does all the back end stuff. We, we don't need to. We have you to put us on the Broncos Slept oh, website. There you go. So yeah. that's, uh, well, look for uh, uh, the Questionable Return podcast. And uh, I just want to highlight episode 65. They're all great, but 65 was uh, the second Frank uh, Lamping episode and uh, just as good as the first one. I could. I was actually on a plane headed to the East Coast, um, not flying for the record. I was a passenger in the back and had some time to kill, and it was awesome. It was really, really good good uh material and obviously you could listen to frank oh, yeah. talk forever it's, it's hard to stop those episodes with frank for sure and he's willing to come on whenever and whenever and but we want to keep it kind of special so we don't want to have him on every single time so we'll, we'll we'll have him on again and again and again as much as he wants to for sure but but yeah it's he's a just an amazing guy like i'm getting chills talking about finest, him for sure. yep for sure, for sure. We'll check that out. And I think uh, I, I hear the two executive producer teams from BS and with Scooter McBee and QTR are talking about a mashup episode at some point. So we'll let management take care of that, and uh, <laughs> we'll just we'll sit back and, and uh, wait for that one to come. Well, we're going to close up shop. We just want to thank everybody for listening. Once again, as Scott stated last time, if there's anything you ever want to hear, um, certainly you can submit questions, ideas, topics to uh, BS and with Scooter and McBee at gmail.com. And one thing I wanted to point out, I tried to change this. It's actually BSing with Scooter and McBee, the word and, unlike our logo, which has the the sign of Scott's yelling at me now. But uh, <laughs> So that's a, a Gmail account, and uh, look for our Twitter feed and on the Facebook page and on the Bronco Select website. So, Pete, thanks for coming in. Good thanks to see you. Sir. It's thanks always a pleasure me. having you on. Yeah, anytime. Scooter, we got uh, number three in the books, and uh, we'll be heading through the offseason a little further, talking arm care, strength and conditioning, and it's time to talk some hitting, buddy. I can't. I, I, I know that you're in Packer season and you got your your shut down for the year, but I need to hear some some hitting coming out of your mouth because uh, it's, it's been too long. So uh, that'll Sounds be the episodes good. to come. All right, everybody, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Scooter and McBee. This episode of BS and with Scooter McBee has been brought to you by Performance PC, quality and efficient computer repair services. Ruma Sports, your one-stop shop for uniforms, trophies, embroidery, equipment, and more. Proudly serving the area since 1982. Lawn Pros, for greener and healthier lawn. Athletico, 
better for everybody. And Bob's Mobile, locally and family owned for over 30 years. A reminder, BSN and Scooter McBee can be found on Podbean and the Broncos Select website at broncoselect.com. And don't forget to send your thoughts and questions to BSN with Scooter McBee at gmail.com. <laughs>